Good afternoon and welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Monday, the 29th of October, 2018. This is episode number 51 and I am Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live radio call-in show where I speak with business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the latest innovation, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot Voip, the leader of business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they're calling in. So thank you and good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're listening from. Um, again, I am your co-host today, Edwin Frondozo, and I'm super excited to introduce my co-host today. His name is Javier Santos. Uh, Javier and I actually met uh, a couple months ago. We were sharing a panel on stage here in Toronto, and we were talking about uh, you know diverse diversity or marginalized communities and entrepreneurship. So really excited to have him join us today. And what we thought today... Um, that would be a great conversation to share live and hopefully for the listeners who are joining us live uh, maybe this maybe maybe you could relate to the story or have any questions or how you could move your business forward but we thought um, to share how life as a minority prepares you to be an entrepreneur so you know basically entrepreneurship diversity and and, and how you know maybe the challenges the pros and the cons of being a, a minority in in North America, in Canada specifically, and I know both Javier and myself are in Toronto, so we could we could share a lot of um, stories that way. Uh, again, this is a live show, so if you are joining us live, definitely please say hello to us in 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 the chat group or in the message down below in the browser. Let us know where you're from. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, put it in there. Um, and if you do have a sh personal story to share or would like to join our conversation live, let us know. And would love to have you join the conversation as well. Javier, thank you. How are you? Thank you for joining. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. And uh, yeah, look forward to an awesome conversation. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, when you proposed this topic, I immediately hit home. I mean, I am born born in Toronto. I'm a, I'm a first generation Canadian. So being an entrepreneur and, and a visible minority, um, something, something I've never really openly talked about. I just, because I'm here and I try not to think about it, but obviously there's things that some people may never understand or things that I don't really share as well. So I thought, I thought this was just perfect, even for me. So Javier, thank you. Thank you for bringing this up. And, and hopefully this, uh, this conversation, uh, will be super engaging, but at least helpful for you and I as well. Yes, excellent. Yeah, um, this, is, this is a really good topic. As you know, everyone is talking about diversity and inclusion, so it's very timely too. Yeah, Yeah, and I, and I just wanted to give you a quick chance, maybe if you want to share to the listeners who you are, a quick, a quick one-minute elevator pitch of you are and, and what you're doing, Javier. Yes, so I was born in Mexico, and, and uh, I first moved to the U.S. when I was uh, in my mid-30s. And uh, I'll tell you all about like my moves and why I did it. And and then I ended up moving here to Canada with my partner in 2005. And, uh, you know, life took me from one thing to another, like happens to most people. And uh, I'd love to tell you more about my story. But what I'm doing right now, which gets me super excited, is I became an entrepreneur and I found I founded the House of Purpose with the sole idea of solving a lot of the issues that businesses are having today with no clear solution. So things like 
stress, right? I hear all the time people are just uh, suffering with stress and uh, it becomes chronic. And as you can read, uh, if you just do a simple Google search, this is horrible for, for our health and obviously productivity. Mm -hmm. Another issue that we're trying to solve is uh, relationship conflict, right? People are changing the way we work and we don't see each other as much as we used to. So building trust and, and building that you know strong bond that you need sometimes at work is not happening so we're we're helping our clients develop the soft skills which uh, is a term that um, i like it more as human skills to get along with each other right and and that's also a big loss of productivity when people are not you know working well together and they're they're fighting right and uh, and then also engagement right there is a lot of information about how people are just there at work. It's it's harder and harder to find someone who's, you know, has uh, the um, the it, it has the commitment that sometimes you need to go the extra mile. So these are these are problems that we're solving, and we're using neuroscience to do it. So really exciting project. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's a good time to be a minority entrepreneur. No, amazing, and thank you for your work. First off, I mean it's it's very important to to be working in those type of groups, and and sometimes it's a group uh, that sometimes forgotten. Especially, I I mean I'm a I'm a startup tech founder, so um, sometimes it's it gets lost in the whole mix as well, right? So and, and small medium businesses are, are are a big part of our economy here in Canada, so it's 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 really important. Um, let's just jump into it, and this is probably with with a little bit of your work. Can you share with us what are the human skills? That, that you talk about and why are they really important now in business? Yeah, so, so I mean, we, we talk about many different skills. The main one are, you know, emotional skills that gravitate around self-awareness, right? Your ability to know yourself. And mm -hmm. we all believe we know ourselves, but sometimes we miss part of our personalities that maybe other people see, but that we are unaware of, right? And, and the beauty of having neuroscience to, Kind of have a fundament to our work is that it this is proven scientifically, right? So we know that there are thoughts and feelings that we all have that we're not conscious of. So that opens uh, scientifically the opportunity to be more self-aware. That's the main one. Another one will be our ability to read context, right? So if you walk into a room, uh, we all have the ability to know, you know, what's the right thing to say or, you know, what's happening right now. And, and this is something that we lose more and more. And I'm sure you can relate to this, uh, especially having misunderstandings over a text message, right? Which, you know, written message uh, sometimes deprives the message of context. So this is another of the skills that we help people understand, you know, what is happening in a meeting room, what is happening, um, you know, within the context of a team so that you can actually do the right, uh, uh, you know, job for the team and, and, and kind of integrate yourself, right? Another is Outlook. This is one of my favorites. And we all have a default way of seeing, of looking at life. And there is a big uh, lesson from positive psychology on how when you're positive, when you're optimistic, things kind of work easier for you and you actually become a little bit of a happier person, right? So, you know, we, we help our clients Kind of pay attention to their thoughts and just see how optimistic or how pessimistic they are and in what circumstances so that they can actually become a little bit more positive and then happier and then more productive right uh, another one of uh, the the skills that we we help people develop is resilience so you you hear a lot about resilience these days and 
every time you try to learn something though, it's an exercise in resilience, which is just our capacity to recover from, you know, usually a bad experience. And, mm -hmm. and this is a very important skill to have because when you have something bad happen to you, which happens to everyone, right? You need to be, to have the capacity to come back and to recover from a setback to kind of get back on your feet, right? So you hear this even in love songs, right? It's not important how many times you fall, it's how you get back up, right? So that's a really important uh, skill. And finally, empathy, which, you know, people talk a lot. And the beautiful thing about empathy is that we are actually wired for empathy. So there is a part of your brain that lights up when you see someone having a reaction that makes you feel the same way. Think about when you see someone crying in a movie, right? You feel a little you know, uh, teardrop. So this ability to connect with what's happening in front of us, uh, that's also something that we help people develop, which is essential for relationships, right? And, and you know, I love technology and I think technology is has changed our life, but we sometimes need a little bit of a counterweight, right? To come back to the human side of business. No, for sure. You know, you know what I wanted to bring up in as you were talking, um, Javier, I was thinking about a conversation I had last week with a good friend of mine. We were over at a coffee and, and he's helping a number. He's helping an organization that is assisting, I guess, new new immigrants to Canada from India or Pakistan. But it was from that that region. And, you know, these folks, he was saying, you know, their tech they have a tech background, but because they got married, they didn't work at first, and then now they moved to Canada, and now they don't have any, you know, re um, recent work experience, let mm -hmm. alone, let alone Canadian experience. Yeah. Now they're having this cultural problem as well, and and I think you know you started that whole talk about the, the type of work that you're helping with is 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 that social skill, like that cultural block, and I guess. I guess for you, and, and I'd love for you to share, uh, maybe you had some, some if you could share some of this negative experience, you know, growing up or coming over as a minority, you know, and really learning the culture and, and how it helped you become a better entrepreneur as well. Yeah, this is a, this is a real issue. And I actually started this, this work uh, many years ago, volunteering with uh, newly arrived immigrants. So I know... Um, a little bit of the intricacies and, and the challenges. And, and in my own personal life, I, I moved to the States um, because basically I chose to put myself in an environment that would allow me to be myself, right? What, what people talk about inclusion. So um, I'm gay and I had to leave Mexico because professionally in the 90s in corporate America, it wasn't a thing to be mm -hmm. gay. And that was basically a liability yeah. So I decided to move to the States and just moving to a different country, even though I had visited the States many times to when you move to a country to live, there is so much that you have to learn beyond just the words in, in, in the way, you know, culture happens. Right. So, you know, from uh, inside jokes to references for TV programs to re hockey references, speaking about Canada, for example, to, you know, little nuances and, and in how you express yourself, um, you know, sometimes you have to adapt to a context that you don't understand very well. And the, you know, the great thing about, people who are new to a country is they have that 
multi-layer cultural education, right? So sometimes when you speak with someone from India, they've been in India, they've been in the UK, right? So they mm -hmm. already understand that things are different in different places. And that's really a skill because you, you learn to adapt quicker, right? So that, for example, that resilience that you find in at the beginning, not being able to get across your messages the same way you want it, um, and then you know by by learning how to do it, you start uh, you know learning something new, and you start developing that attunement to context. And you know some of the skills that that I, that I talked about, I see that when you're a minority, you're sort of like forced to learn more things than the average person. Oh no, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mentioned I'm born in Toronto. I'm first. I'm first generation Canadian, but I mean things I had never shared, like where where some of the being a visible minority, it's it's not easy. I grew up west of Toronto in Mississauga and growing up, I mean I was my parents are proud Filipinos. So I was I was I'm a Filipino, but when I was in school, I was nothing but probably Oriental or Chinese and and not not nothing against Chinese being Chinese or Asian. To me, I, I took that to heart. And I was a young kid. I'm like, why are they calling me that? I don't want to be that. I want to be Filipino. Like, why? Why is that? And it's just growing up like that, and really, you know, learning how to deal with that and and understand yeah. that. I mean, it took probably it probably took me a long time, really, to realize that as well. And then, you know, being an entrepreneur, and maybe you've seen this as well, Javier. You know, when you look at the quote unquote successful entrepreneurs on movies and in TVs, they're not. They're not visible minorities. I mean, it's changing now, which is amazing. So Hollywood and you know Netflix and TV, they're showing a lot more visible. But us growing up in the 80s and the 90s, it was never a colored person who ran a successful business. So it wasn't even an idea to be an entrepreneur. Like it's it's unheard of. You know, I, if being Filipino, you need to just get a job. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that that's all it is like don't even think about that like get a paycheck yeah I, I mean one of the things that now people are starting to understand is that when you're a diversity you you have it harder for you and this is something i learned sort of like the hard way because i'm i was born as a privileged kid in mexico city right so i was part of a you know upper middle class family we had uh you know all the comfort of the normal life you would see in the u.s back in Mexico. Plus, we had domestic help. So I basically was very privileged. And when you're privileged, it's very hard to see your own uh, benefit, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's when you are faced with the looks or when you're faced with the doubt about your own capacity, right? When, when people listen to me and they tell me, oh, you're very articulate. It's like, well, what were you thinking, right? <laughs> Maybe I was yeah, 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 exactly. in Mexico. Pretty <laughs> you know, And I'm even better at, at, at languages in Spanish. So, so when you are a minority, you're faced with more backlash. And, and when you're privileged, you don't see this, right? Because you don't just don't have to face it. And, and that's one of the big blind spots of diversity that, that people don't always understand that it's actually harder. But like, you know, we say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So right. you actually have to become more resilient, right? Because you get knocked down more times than if you were not, um, you know, a, a minority. So you have to get up more, right? And, and sometimes with less resources, right? You become attuned to context because you are sort of like tuned in to messages that can indicate a threat, right? So if you're if you're in the closet, you're not openly gay at work, and you know mm -hmm. people are 
homophobic, right? Because that was the thing back then when I was uh, um, in Mexico and sort of like corporate America. You have to, you become very attuned to what is people talking about and when is the topic of marriage going to come up so I can leave the room, right? right I don't right. want to get wow. the, the, answer, the, the, the question, right? And uh, people will ask, when are you going to get married? Because, you know, most of the time they don't mean that. They just don't know it, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... It, it's 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 such an interesting topic, uh, and if you are just joining us live, what we're talking about is is basically you know the differences you know between being a minority and, and you know how how it prepares us to be to be an entrepreneur, uh, successful one, or even the challenges, the pros and cons of it, and, and the things that we're learning from it as well. Um, my co-host today is Javier, and uh, Javier, I guess I wanted to bring up something, and it's something I, you know, I struggle with on and off sometimes, and it could be one of those things because you talk about neuroscience or um, not neuroscience, but uh, but it's sort of those limiting beliefs, right? So I was born here, and you know, sometimes that excuse when I'm having a very challenging day or week or month, you know, I've been an entrepreneur almost 14 years, but sometimes it's like, you know what, I'm you know, I'm a visible minority. I'm never going to make it. Like I've had that and mm. I've had that upbringing and, and that difficulty. Like, so what do you talk to, you know, when you talk to people who may have that limiting belief just because they're coming from these minority groups, what do you say to them or, or how do you get them to move forward? So, so working with someone's self-esteem, it's really important, right? Because when, mm -hmm. when you're trying to accomplish something and, you know, being, getting a job because you're new in the country or, or, um, you know, being an entrepreneur and basically fulfill your, you know, business dreams, um, you need to have very strong self-esteem. And, and when you're faced with an environment that constantly tells you that you're not good enough because of, you know, how you were born and, or, or the things that are basically part of your life, it starts edging away, right, from the self-esteem. And so, so, you know, part of how we connect this with neuroscience is your own uh, history of yourself or your own, uh, how you explain yourself is going to make a lot of things happen in your brain that will tell you sort of like what's your speed limit, right? So mm -hmm. if I was born in an environment that people foster entrepreneurship and I was constantly supported and that made me successful and my hard work had, uh, you know, a, a good result in the back, it's going to be very easy to have a very strong self-esteem to be an entrepreneur again and again. But when you're moving, you know, in the case of immigrants here, when you're moving from a different country because you basically don't have a choice or are looking for a better life, uh, you know, it things start getting a little bit more difficult, right? And especially when you're, you know, struggling with money issues like every entrepreneur, you need to have yeah, a very strong self-esteem. And, and one of the things that we teach people is how to draw into your past experiences so that you know that you're worth it, right? Yes. That, yeah. that, you know, championship that you won when you were seven and that's still fresh in your memory, that tells you a story about you. You're a winner, right? So how do you connect with that so that you bring out the winner that scored that goal or that, that won that race back when you were, you know, maybe uh, in your 20s or later on in your life, that, that positive experience? How do you bring the positive uh, connotations about yourself to your life today, right? So that's a little bit of the work we do. Oh, that's uh, amazing. I mean, yeah. and all that reprogramming and, and really focusing on, like you said, on 
on some of the the things that you did really well because if you look back at it if you i remember an exercise that that this international motivator anil gupta I, i had him on my podcast and he was like you know take a piece of paper and and write down 20 things that you accomplished in your life mm. in or not 20 i think he said 50 mm. write down 50 it could be anything you know it could like you've accomplished so many things in your life take that piece of paper and just put it on the wall like for that yeah. day that you feel like there's something actually holding you back look at look at all these things that you accomplished yes um i mean it, that that's important and like i said i mean i'm just being fully transparent i mean you know those those being visible minority it is it's it's a real thing it's a struggle for some of us right and you know you have to get up every day and say you know what maybe it's not a struggle maybe maybe it's just in my mind right it's in my head uh, mm-hmm. right well, it, it is real but but you, the, the way you come to terms with it will mm-hmm. determine a lot of things right so yeah um you know i started by just you know basically being uh, oblivious about the the prejudice that was against me in the states for being mexican because i grew up with this idea that i was really white which you know once you transfer me to texas i wasn't perceived as so white even though my features <laughs> are you know i'm yeah, like yeah. Too and you know, really nice. so um i lost all my privilege when i crossed the border into the states right so so now being gay wasn't as difficult but being mexican was an issue so you're a mexican and gay now yeah exactly so i i left mexico because i'm gay and then i left the u.s because i'm mexican so uh i have like a lot of uh stories to to tell about how i encounter uh um, prejudice and it's very easy to not to to not see it and pre and, and just believe that no 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 just because you are a different kind of mexican you're not going to be prejudiced against it's like the idea of you know i'm gay but i'm not very feminine so people are not going to prejudice against yeah. me that much right so it's like no homophobia still exists it's and real, we should yeah. fight it right so yeah but it's also at the mm-hmm. same time you don't want to focus on it being an entrepreneur or, or someone who's trying to obviously achieve things one thing i want to ask so i mean you mentioned it yourself i mean back back home in mexico you're privileged so how 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 does it being privileged and maybe coddling how does that prevent someone from developing an entrepreneurial and business skill well it's it's sort of like if you are in a in a group of people and then you get the large candy bar right yeah. everyone gets the small one it's like you notice it, but are you going to complain? No. <laughs> you know? uh, maybe maybe you'll cut a, a piece of yours and give it to the guy next door, but then or next to you. But if you say, well, if I give to someone, then no one's going to have any. I'm not going to have any, right? So it's a little bit of reality is not as hard. So why would you even look at your privilege, right? And, and that happens today. Um, a lot of people who are in positions of being privileged, they don't see it because, well, why would they? And and it's not that you don't want to. It's just your reality is it's not. not that they're bad people, that. right? Yeah, no. Is, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That, that's really huge. If you are just joining us live, what we're talking about right now is being a visible minority or, or, or any type of uh, um, group that's sort of disadvantaged but i mean specifically what we're talking about is you know how being privileged actually kind of blinds you to to what's happening out there in the real world so if you have any questions for javier or myself or if you do have a story that you'd like to share with us live would love to have you join us just let us know in 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 the box below um so i guess moving forward javier how should how should the business world look at people's past really to assess their their human skills 
You know what? I, I think this is a very important part of the interview process, and I'm not very um, you know close to it right now, but I remember in my days when we were at P&G or, or PepsiCo, you know, these are companies that take a lot of care in the people they, they hire. And even, for example, EJ Gallo, I, I also work for them. And they do a very extensive interview process that, in, you know, includes going out for dinner with you, right? Because what they want to know is not what you learn in school and what's your GPA. They want to know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. If, I don't, if I can't spend two hours with you, why would I want you on my team, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like, are you able to hold a conversation? Are you able to take turns, uh, sort of like, you know, from, from table manners to how do you uh, relate to others, right? So in the interview, I would ask things like, tell me about your failures. What did you do when nice. you fail, right? Because you really have to understand what is the person at, at its worst, right, sometimes. So so how do you get mad and, and what do you do, right? So uh, these are skills that, you know, we all need and that the business world needs to function better and that maybe we're not probing to them. I, I know one thing, we're not training for them, right? Because mm-hmm. there is no program or not program that I know that exists in the business world where you can hire someone to help your employees build resilience or, or empathy, the things that we're doing you know, we, we believe we're innovators and we are at the forefront of this uh, task of kind of looking at the human side of, of, of business. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's just it, the world is evolving, right? And, and we're all getting more, we're getting a better understanding of everything and the human mind totally. in society. So and it's very important. And, and the business world has to has to speed up to this now, right? And, and we're seeing this you know, the old world and the new world and then the digital world and then the real world. So (laughs) I I believe we're actually living in really exciting times, interesting times. And it's really up to us to, to really decide how, how we all move forward either personally or, or in society. Right. So, so it's definitely a great conversation that we're having today. I I know we're slowly, slowly getting to the time limit. Javier, I'm really enjoying this topic and I think we could definitely take this topic to, to different ones as well and, and really bring this this to the forefront of, of a conversation as well right um so if you do have any questions uh we'll be ending in a couple of minutes just feel free to just drop it in if you're listening live if you're not if you're catching this on the replay just just reach out to myself or javier would be happy to to answer any questions that you may have or any any topics that you may want us to bring up so javier tell us about a specific experience or circumstance that forced you to build a skill that that you use today as as an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, I, I would say as an entrepreneur, the the number one skill that I have exercised right now uh, that I you know ha- was able to develop was resilience, right? Because you get a lot of no's, right? As as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm extremely passionate about what I what I sell and what we do. Uh, but not always you find uh, you know people who are so so we get a lot of you know. Uh, knows and it's just part of being an entrepreneur so um, I learned a lot uh, in in my in my life uh, for being a minority um, especially in Mexico Um, this this idea that you know there was something about you that if people knew could affect your life professionally right makes you you know kind of very attuned to what's happening but you as you start on the receiving end of this uh, prejudice you know you have to prove yourself more than anyone else, right? Because 
there is something about your life that people think it's not desirable in the business world. So, so uh, you have to try harder than anyone else, and that requires so like more uh, strength and 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 to you know wake up from backlashes. So I I got passed on for promotions, for example. Mm-hmm. I want to think that. Maybe it was of my, because of my sexual orientation that wasn't told about, right? Right, right. So, so I, at least that was the way I interpreted it because I thought I was qualified to to get promoted. So, so just getting those uh, pushbacks from reality have uh, it forced me to be more resilient. And and then moving to the U.S. and moving to Canada, which forces to reinvent yourself. The only thing that didn't change was my name. You know, everything from my phone number to my bank account changed when you when you move to a different country. So you have to build that resilience to get up back again and build your life. Yeah. Right, right. No, that's amazing. Javier, this is an amazing conversation. It's an important conversation. It's not an easy one. So definitely thank you for, for joining us today. But before I let you go, can you tell the listeners where you can find more information about you, the House of Purpose? or anything else you'd like to share with the listeners today? Yes, so we have a lot of information about what we do at thehouseofpurpose.com. Um, we um, we don't publish a lot of stories about our clients because most of the work is confidential, but you'll find a little bit about how we apply neuroscience uh, in the workplace. And um, I will you know, just invite everyone to kind of start noticing a little bit on, on their everyday life you know how how are you resilient and and how are you self-aware you know because most of the time what we work is with what people think about themselves right so we're not big on doing um you know uh, assessment studies uh we were big on helping people think through things right and think about themselves and and kind of have that introspection for themselves so i think that's really important and that's a good start for everyone well, Javier, again, thank you for for taking the time to co-host today uh, on the Business Leadership Podcast Live. Uh, it was it was definitely a pleasure, and I definitely keep the doors open for you to to join us again. I, you know what? I think we barely scratched uh, the topic, which is how being a diverse uh, diversity helps you being an entrepreneur. I think there is a lot to say about it, and I'm sure that we have a lot of minority entrepreneurs out there that are willing to share their story. And, and I think this is, this is coming from a place of, you know, working for everyone else and trying to make this a better world rather than from a place of feeling like a victim, right? Which sometimes people confuse. We're not complaining. We're just stating the facts. <laughs> well, exactly. And yeah. before we went on air, there's some, some type of work. I was, I was up in Ottawa two weeks ago um, with Startup Canada organization, and, and there's a lot of work and budget needs that are coming through to help you know the uh, the marginalized communities whether it's the first nations or the gay and lesbian community entrepreneurship communities so so this is something that i'm personally personally passionate about now uh, and maybe something that i want to start using my platform to really talk about and really help as well so i i think you and i definitely need to talk more really bring bring this conversation more but again i don't want to take your time uh, so thank you again for for joining Javier. Uh, You're welcome. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for having me, and you know, just give me a buzz, and we'll talk more about it. Awesome. Thank you. This was the Business Leadership Podcast, which is which is an almost daily show. It uh, airs every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So be sure to 
to catch us live. And if you have a topic or you have a subject that, that you're really passionate about and you'd love to have a conversation, be, please reach out to me at edwin at thebusinessleadership.com. Um, and if you haven't done so yet, be sure to check out my exclusive interviews on the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey and experience of business leadership. New episode drops every Tuesday. You could listen to it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. But that's a wrap, everybody. Happy Monday. Have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.